0: This is episode 65 of the Landscape Photography Show, and on today's show we have British photographer Tom Peters, aka Photo Ninja. Now, you may have followed Tom on YouTube and already know his style and personality, but Tom is self-described as a laid-back photographer and having a laid-back personality, and I think that really comes through in our discussion today, covering a multitude of topics, not only doing workshops and kind of building your photography from ground zero in just a few years, but also the goals that Tom has for his photography and how he intends to do it. Not only that, but working with YouTube instead of against it to help build his brand and also how British photographers may have a stereotype in landscape photography, as well as many other topics that Tom and I get to. The Landscape Photography Show is a podcast where you can listen to your favorite photographers talk about their journey in photography. It's a place where you can be inspired and also learn how to take better photos. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, what's up guys? We're here with Tom Peters, aka Photo Ninja, if you would know him on YouTube. Tom, first of all, I guess just welcome into the podcast and thank you for coming on.
1: Yeah no worries uh th- thanks for inviting me da- David and um you know it's just uh, it's, I feel very humbled to be invited on the show <laughs> it doesn't happen to me very often <laughs>
0: <laughs> why don't we get started if people aren't familiar with who you are maybe how you got started in photography
1: uh well first of all my name's Tom um and uh, you probably will know me as photo ninja on youtube and Across all the socials as well. Uh, my photography journey started probably not that long ago, only maybe three or four years, um, and the YouTube and the photography kind of started together. Uh, I've obviously I've always been interested in photography, but and videography, and then when when I sort of you know I was earning enough money, my I call it my normal job. <laughs> <laughs> um, which enabled me to think, right, I'm going to get myself a little camera, maybe a little video camera, and just see where it goes. And, yeah, that all kicked off probably 2016, midway through 2016 maybe, so not very long at all.
0: Have you seen any changes in your photography since you did start, just
1: not that long ago? In, in my my photography? Yeah. Uh, yeah, massive, I would say. I like to think so, anyway.
0: <laughs> in what um, ways?
1: Um, it's hard. To, I, I just feel like my photography's matured. Um, I'm seeing, I'm taking more time when I'm out my video, doing my videos, or I'm just out doing a normal shoot. Um, I feel like I, um, I'm not rushing, which is coming out and just coming across in my in my images. Um, yeah it's just I just feel like I'm slowly sort of as I'm gaining more knowledge I'm being more efficient which is resulting in I think my photography improving Uh, but uh, but I'll leave it up to you and and your audience
0: (laughs) you know I, I thought that, I didn't know your your whole backstory about what year you started or how long you've really been doing it, but I did a bit of creeping on your Facebook page. Um, <laughs> I went back through some of your photos and I thought, you know, he doesn't, four or five years ago, he doesn't look like the type of person who would typically be found out in the woods by themselves photographing trees.
1: no. Uh, that too fair actually that's, that should have been my answer <laughs> 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 you've answered it for me I, the woods is um, how do I explain it's, it's like you know like when you you find a hobby or you find a good book or I don't know you, um, so, you know something you find interesting you just that when you do that thing it's just that's it that's all that matters. I get caught up in in the woods um when i go out and shoot and to be fair i haven't shot a lot of hills and mountains um so i can't really speak for that but yeah the woods sort of really uh, really get engrossed in it um it's you only got to ask my partner uh if i say she says to me quite often every week oh where are you going to go for your video this week And I said, I'm going to go to the woods. And she just rolls her eyes. (laughs) She thinks, God, that's, that's all Sunday gone. Yeah. I have to sort of, I have to sort of behave myself when I go in the woods because I get lost.
0: she been supportive, supportive of you going out and and photographing and following this passion that, that seems to be evolving pretty quickly.
1: Yeah. She, she, yeah. Yeah. Kirsty's very good. Yeah. She, um, she, she, uh, she pretty much leads me to it. Um, I, I am a, I am. I like to think that I am quite a hands-on dad as well. Uh, because we've got a little one now, uh, and she's almost three. So, uh, as you, you all know yourself, it's, it's that takes up most of my time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, um, so I do, I prioritize that. But when I do get the chance to go out, uh, yeah, I do, uh, I do go all in.
0: Why the name Photo Ninja? <laughs> uh,
1: you know, when you said to me, "Is there anything you don't want me to ask?" It should have been this because I haven't really, got, <laughs> I haven't really got an answer for it. Um, when I was when I was living in Cornwall, um, I've always been very active, and I've always been into my surfing, uh, and I also had a quite a strong passion in in motorbikes. My, my old man is. Riding bikes for years, and I've I have as soon as I was 17, I passed my bike a bike tests, and then I got myself a ZXR Ninja Kawasaki 600, and uh, I was surrounding myself with lots of friends that did it. And uh, <clears throat> when I got into photography, someone says, "Oh, you should, you should call yourself Photo Ninja after the bike thing." <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I didn't really think nothing of it, and that, and that literally that is the story. That is how it come about. It is that simple. Um, <laughs> that's how my mind works. Uh, I save all my my um, serious thoughts for my photography, not uh, the stuff maybe I should focus on, um, like branding and things like that. I have got a lot better at that, but yeah, that's how that come about.
0: That's two very different hobbies. H- have you been able to correlate between the two at all? With
1: well, the biking? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, f- no. <laughs> um the I'm afraid the bike had to had to give way uh probably a year and a half, two years ago now. Um when we made the big move back uh in up to, up into Wilkshire, away from the coast. Uh it was something else that just sat there. So uh I had to put the money in the bank and try not to spend it on uh, on camera gear which I failed at so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah no I haven't done any biking um it's something that I probably will be uh, getting back into it's I think it's in your blood uh, what would
0: you do would you do the the races or are you talking about jumping and doing tricks
1: no no sorry It's so, yeah road bike um, okay okay yeah, it's just for uh we used to do uh, like a regularly a regular at least two trips a year We used to go to the, the Alps um uh one year we went to bologna uh to see you know to, to the factory and did like a little tour and then we just to go to the Mon and watch the at no once a year uh, yeah so that was a big part my main growing up my main interest was was bikes uh, before the photography really
0: well on your website Tom you say you know travel is a big passion of yours and, and your dream would really be traveling across the country and capturing images of the landscape it seems like there is a correlation between travel on your bike and your dream of photography
1: yeah i, I could say the thing is with the bike is it's, it's so easy you um you know you put your leathers on and your helmet and and you know <laughs> abide to the speed limits obviously <laughs> <laughs> uh you can you know i could be I could be in back down in Cornwall in two hours or I could be up in the lakes in three and a half um so yeah that's what my that's what the interest was of the bikes so i could it enabled me not only to enjoy the trip, the journey but um get to wherever I wanted to go or a, a new place i wanted to see um and that passion's the same with with photography um obviously this year that with the everything that's been going on with the covid uh uh, I had sorry I mentioned the COVID. And it was probably bound to come up at some point, but that's obviously put stop to lots of things, um, and obviously travel being a big one. But yeah, that's uh, it's it's a big passion of mine still. Whichever way I relate it, whichever genre I relate it to, it's travel. It's something that I I want to pursue.
0: How have you been with with COVID since we're going to talk about it now? <laughs>
1: Uh, sorry, but this is your podcast. I should. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, everyone's been okay. Um, I have a normal, uh, normal job. Um, so, uh, in construction, and over here in the UK, they, they haven't ever shut construction down ever since the first uh, lockdown uh, back in what was that February, March time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I worked right through. Uh, I haven't stopped at all. Um, but my partner, works in finances, she's working at home a lot. Um, yeah. And obviously Willow hasn't been going to nursery. So in a way we've spent, we've spent a lot more time together. Uh, and obviously and if you're lucky enough to not have it directly affect you, then I think there could be some positives to come out of it maybe. Um,
0: in, in terms of photography, has it been draining or life giving?
1: Uh, definitely no. It's not been it's not been draining. I wouldn't have said. No, it's forced me to. Uh, go out in the garden. You know, and photograph. You know the flowers. You know the local wildlife. when you walk from home. So, no, I don't say it's been draining as such, because although, although I would love to do it full time, because I don't, I don't have to rely on photography. Mm-hmm. Um, so it hasn't really affected me in terms of obviously my income it's not it's not my main source of income
0: Would you like to rely on photography someday?
1: Oh yeah for sure I would yeah um, before the lockdowns I was doing really well I, with the, I was busy with workshops I was doing well, at least one two a week, a weekends um, which is obviously hard trying to do that trying to push my photography business should i say it forward and do the youtube and do my work and have a home life <laughs> uh, uh i think and i think that a lot of people that watch the youtube especially don't necessarily realize how much the average joe puts has to put in you know what i mean it mm-hmm. uh, take you know, and, and obviously you'll know the same thing, you'll know you're full time as well. Uh but you're yeah, having the little and it's hard to uh it's hard to... although at the same time when the little bits of time you do get, I find myself being more productive. Um so there is yeah, you know, like I said, there's always positives to negatives. I try and I try and not dwell on oh I've only got two hours to go out, I need to do this, this and this. I tend to think right. I need. I know where I want to go. I got my bag ready, so I can just pick it up and go. There's fuel in the car, Uh, so when I'm out, I've got a plan. Although it sometimes is a spur of the moment plan, I still got some sort of a rough idea. Uh, So yeah, I sort of maximise my productivity.
0: I would say it's made me even more efficient, Tom, of going out and figuring out what I need to get done rather than just kind of like going out and just wandering aimlessly without any plan whatsoever. Um, my big thing has been, you know, let me be here a hundred percent, whether that is, you know, working in my office, editing a vlog or, or going out and filming and shooting something. Let me be here a hundred percent so that when I get home, I, I can be there a hundred percent too.
1: Yeah. I would definitely agree with that, um, and like uh, sort of like a kind of like a sidestep. A lot of people say to me, "How how do you feel like um, the YouTube side of stuff affects your photography?" You know, I know a lot of people that are pros and have been for a long time that have maybe been a bit slow to the way it's, it's sort of all switched. The marketing side of their business is sort of everything's gone online. You know, you don't need to spend thousands anymore to get your stuff out. You just have to spend the time on your laptop spreading the word, or doing a YouTube channel, or doing you know your Instagram store. You know what I mean? Is it's a lot more simple now. It's sort of it, it's put it's all in our hat It's like it's in your own hands. And uh, some people say. Uh, that all stuff, all that gets in the way of what of my photography, but I don't, I find it the opposite when I'm out. Uh, whether that's because I haven't experienced the professional side without the YouTube, I'm not sure, but when I go out, I think, yes, I have got a good video, and yes, it is, it can be a bit like added pressure. Um, but I think if you can learn to use that pressure in a positive way, it pushes me on it makes me try new things each week because i don't want the videos to be the same which which in effect pushes my photography because i need a i need a maybe a slightly different fit, uh, image or a theme to go with the theme of the video so i don't find that but um how do you how do you, how do you find that
0: um yeah i would say so uh, especially w- what you said rings true of trying new things um I think it's very easy to, especially when you don't have a lot of time to go out and film something that you have an idea for and kind of get locked into that general flow of video that that we, who spend so much time on YouTube, know and love of, you know, B-roll walking. There's the photo, some, you know, voiceover, B-roll, B-roll walking, you know, and that kind of gets repetitive. Yeah thinking of different ways to do things is really what makes it more fun to me and and almost makes it kind of the same way of of a creative outlet that photography has given me too.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I I would definitely say to anyone, um, that, that that's how I find it. And don't get me wrong. Some weeks when I've had a hard day at work, a busy week, say, um, and it's, and, the, and the days are rolling past, and I haven't been at the week, I haven't been out the weekend before, because obviously I'm out. say I'll go out tomorrow, maybe, um, and then by the Wednesday, Thursday, I like to have the video edited, the images ready for the next next Sunday. Yeah, so sometimes if I haven't managed to go out the weekend, obviously then then I feel added pressure. I feel like. Um, I feel like I'm. I'm missing. I'm going to miss out next week if I don't have a vlog. Uh, so Who's putting that pressure on you, though? It's it's myself, I suppose. <laughs> uh, um, I'm not sure why. Um, I'm not. Sure. I don't know. I can't really know how to answer that question. I don't know why. Obviously, I I want to. Whether it's the YouTube algorithm forcing me, in the back of my mind, I think I, I, I'm going to. I am going to miss out if I don't put a video out. But that's not always the case. Um, uh, thing is, with my with my photography, is I want to keep a certain level, or what what I think is my is my level, and push that each time. At the same time, I want to do a video. But I'm quite an open person. I'm quite a laid back person, and I do like to show the realities of what my life is doing what i do in my videos so i am quite torn sometimes between that and between showing images that maybe don't work i think as long as you explain you don't try try and portray that image that you know that doesn't work as an image that does work then i think it i think it work. it works as a video um but yeah you know it's uh It's a difficult one to answer, really.
0: What makes you proud of a vlog that you post? Is it photos or is it creative videos?
1: Definitely the images. Um, The images, the photography always comes first for me. Uh, If something, if light kicks off or there's mist in the woods, my, my photography tripod always comes off first. Um, and it that's what that's what it, that's what I get excited about in the car home is editing the pictures. Um, sometimes I do find the video editing a little bit of a more, more monotonous, um, but yeah, it's, it's mainly it's, it's the images that excite me. And generally, if I find if I if I get a good image, um, it puts me in a good mood and. I put more effort into the video sometimes. Um, so, which will then, I get excited about the edit, at the editing of the video. But uh, yeah, it's always the images first.
0: Do you think that, you know, we're, I think we're around the same age. How old are you, Tom?
1: Uh, 32.
0: Okay, yeah, we're around the same age. Um, for For people like us, our age group, we were raised with you know, immediate access to YouTube or, you know, a a simple Google search and, and have that in the back of our minds all the time, the access and the speed at which to get those things with our background. Do you see a lot of the younger photographers who are starting to get really serious about photography and even thinking about doing it as a profession see video and photo as kind of a combination thing instead of one or the other.
1: Um, yeah, I think I would have to agree. I see, I would definitely see a youngster thinking about the bigger picture. Um, and are we
0: still youngsters? I don't, I don't know.
1: (laughs) Uh, I, I think I would always see myself as a youngster. <laughs> um, I definitely feel a bit older now, um, having lots of nephews and nieces. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I, would s- I would say that if I was a young photographer now, say 16, coming out of school, and I wanted to go to college to do study photography, I would be thinking about, seriously, if I am going to do this full time, what do I need to achieve? And I think that's different now than it was back, say, ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I would think it would be a website, um, good social medias to promote your business. Because let's be honest, it's free. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it is purely down to how much, how many hours you put into it, and the YouTube is just such a good way to give to give your sort of show your personality and help, which which then obviously enrolls into your photography. It gives your, if you give, your, if you give some, show someone your personality uh, and then you, you back that up with a video and some images, and then you've got your network of social medias um, surrounding that, I just think it's a good base to move forward. And that's definitely the way it's obviously gone. And I can't see it ever changing. Really, I think it was just it was just going to push on and on. Um,
0: you, go ahead. Sorry.
1: Yeah, I was just I was pretty much just going to say. Yeah, that's that's exactly how I feel, I feel. Like it's going to go, I and mean, it's not. I don't think it's going to stop. It's only ever going to get bigger.
0: You mentioned personality. How much? Well, first of all, what what is your personality? Do you think?
1: Um. I. I uh, 'm I'm, I'm just I'm just a, a laid back down to earth uh, dare I say I, I am a spade as a spade kind of guy um, you know everyone has their point where maybe I might have to voice my opinion uh, but it's it's generally a lot a lot longer further down the line than some people um i'm I'm quite happy just to do my own thing. Um, and that's kind of what the, one of the reasons how I feel like YouTube and photography and like, which these, the opportunities like talking to yourself and, um, lots of the things that have happened with brands and it's, it helped, it's, it's changed me as a person. It's made me more, um, it's, it's made me more sort of confident and, uh, I think, like, last year I had done a public uh, talk at a camera club. I would never would have done that, even two years ago. I'd have, there's no way I could have stood up in front of 50 people. And then, so it it's changed me. It's, it's changed my personality, I would say. It's maybe more outgoing. Um, but yeah. At a core, I am just uh, <laughs> uh, very laid back, Um uh, I'm very lucky. Sometimes my, would say I'm too laid back, and uh, I'm lucky that she's the complete opposite. And she, <laughs> and uh, she sometimes she uh, pushes me on to do things that maybe I'm or thought oh, I'll do it tomorrow.
0: Hey guys, real quick, I just want to talk about today's sponsor for the podcast, and that's visualwilderness.com. Right now you can go to visualwilderness.com and get any of the courses that I've made that will help you improve your landscape photography over time through post-processing and learning how to take basic images and level them up through Lightroom and Photoshop. You can get those for 33% off for a limited time right now if you use the code DAVID33 during checkout. Again, that's visualwilderness.com and use the code DAVID33 during checkout for 33% off for a limited time. That same deal is going on on my website for courses that I've made for my own website. You can go to davidjohnsonart.com, enter that same code, David33 during checkout for 33% off for a limited time. Let's get back to the episode. In terms of your laid-back personality, how how do you think it allows people to connect with you more easily on on platforms like YouTube, where you can so easily share what you're going through and and what you're seeing in photography?
1: Uh, I like to think that it would help people maybe relate to me um, because... Maybe because I am so laid back and I like to show the reality of day to day I don't have that sort of filter where where some people might think oh no I can't show that because I have to be 100% serious the whole time because I want to sell £3,500 workshop to I don't know Iceland this year and I have to be this, this and this um, and yes that I love what I love watching videos, and I follow photographers that do that. And you know, they, you obviously, you have to do a certain degree of that, but I'm not at that level. I am doing what I'm doing, enjoying what I'm doing, and I I feel like people can relate to me because I come across as more of a down to earth photographer that's just doing something that anyone could do really if they wanted to. Um, you know, I I haven't travelled too far. At, the Iceland and the Faroe Islands, Uh, you know, photography-wise, I've stuck to the UK uh, and more of my local radius within sort of four hours, five hours of where I live. Uh, I just think that's more, I just think people can relate to that a bit better than watching a vlog with someone traveling, you know, thousands of miles uh, up a 3,000-meter peak. Uh, Yeah, so I think I think, yeah, that's, that's sort of the way I've gone and I just try to be myself pretty much and hope people like me. <laughs> uh, and if they don't, that's fine. Um, I'm still going to do what I, what I do.
0: On the same line, style of photography, how have people been able to connect you with style?
1: Uh, how exactly do you mean? I don't know. How, how do you mean?
0: Like, have you been able to build relationships with some of your followers or clients in photography based on just how you take photos?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I think, I think some people, I get lots of questions and, uh, comments about how, how did you not snap a thousand pictures when that light kicked off in your vlog two weeks ago? Um, you know, how how, how how do you refrain from coming away with thousands of images every time you go out? And I just think that come Yes, that is my, my personality coming through, uh, like with the laid-backness, but if that's even a word. <laughs> but uh, it goes back to the photography, the YouTube thing. I have to be efficient. I like being efficient. And that's forced me to sort of try and progress through the photography side of things maybe a little bit quicker. Um, because I've had to, I can't come back with thousands of images uh, to edit and sift through before I even touch my video because I've only got a week to edit. Um, so yeah, people people I think people can 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 relate to that.
0: You know, I was looking at your galleries, Tom, before we jumped on on a lot of your images on your website. Um, and, and you do have a very distinct style that I think comes through. How would you say, and I think style, like right off the bat is is one of the most difficult things to really get consistent with when you are getting into photography, I would say, arguably, I have yet to really figure out what mine is. Um, How have you been able to do that over such a short time in the grand scheme of of a photography um, lifeline?
1: Yeah, style uh, is such a hard, I find, I, I, I say I'm the same as you. I, I, I don't know whether, I don't really feel like I have got my own style. Um, I don't know. like a From the
0: outside, of, and, and maybe it's different from the outside, like I see you as having style. Somebody else might see me as having a specific style. I don't see it and it sounds like you don't see yours <laughs>
1: yeah it's i i do see in my woodland images i do see uh a particular look maybe um that i i tend to strive for when when i'm editing um i i tend to do very similar things sometimes uh with my woodland shots uh whether you, i suppose you call that is my style um the, you know. What you see on what you see is my style. Uh, I don't know if I could put a name on it. Um, it's quite. I find that I find a distinguishable style quite hard to sort of define. Um, yeah, it's a difficult question. Uh, <laughs> I don't really know how to answer it.
0: So but, if I asked you to put a name on it right now, you couldn't describe it in one word.
1: No, I don't think I could. <laughs> uh no i don't think i could What? what would you what would you say my style is oh
0: in one word
1: i'm turning it round now
0: <laughs> dang
1: yeah it's um misty misty <laughs> i yeah i like my woodlands to be misty uh it's uh i, I tell you what I, I i could say a mystical mm-hmm. or Ethereal. Oh, I don't know. That's quite a cliche word, but uh, that sort of a look. I like. I like my woodlands to be crisp, but at the same time, I like to use crispness and softness when I edit my images. In a in a positive uh, visual way, like I love mist, but at the same time, I think if you've got real thick mist, right. Right up to the lens, the images can look very flat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you, if you've got that, you'd need some sort of uh, a side light or a, or a direct light on on a subject in your frame. Or, like, I think a side light would work best if you hear a real thick fog because it sort of creates a haze. Um, but I like sort of fog in the distance, I like depth to try and try to create depth and like a journey through the image. And I think sometimes if you've got a real thick fog right up to the lens, you're kind of not pulled in from the start. If that makes sense, like a, like, like a, like a crisp entrance to the image and then it falls off Mm -hmm. or all the other way around. Um, so you sort of get pulled through, you know what I mean?
0: I want to ask you this, Tom, is there a, a stereotype on British photographers Um, and this could go in a, in a multitude of different directions of, if you're a British photographer, you have a YouTube channel. If you're a British photographer, you love woodland photography. Um, I, I was just wondering, because I think in certain, certain cultures or geographical areas, people expect to see a certain thing out of those landscapes.
1: Yeah, definitely. I I think we're all guilty of that a little bit because, especially with at the moment, this year um, we've been restricted on where you can go. It is forcing people to shoot local, which is obviously, you know, I don't know, a half an hour walk maybe, um, which has forced me to shoot more in the woods. And I think. There was a lot of people doing it in the UK. Um, and I think, I think that's a, a multitude of reasons. We're, we're a fairly small island. Um, well, we are a small island compared to, you know, the rest of the, you know, everyone else, uh, and we're very densely populated and we are very lucky to have quite a diverse landscape, I think, um, over a small period. So, which enables people to to experience different styles and genres of photography without having to drive through the night for days on end uh, just to experience them them different genres. You know, I'm I'm sort of three hours from the, the uh, Lands End, which is the, right at the bottom of the UK. I'm only three three hours from the lakes. Uh, I'm, I'm on a good day. I'm five and a half hours. Six hours from from Scotland, uh, so on in normal circumstances, I am I have got the ability to divers diversify my photography, but I am guilty of choosing woodland quite a lot. Um, so yeah, I would say there is that stereotype. Yeah.
0: The ability to drive so many places in such a short amount of time is something I've always been very jealous of British photographers of having. <laughs>
1: uh, well, I, I must admit, when I was a nipper, uh, I was lucky enough to go to Florida um, on like a three-week holiday, and I, it was like once in a lifetime holiday for us because it's very expensive for my parents, and um it just it just took forever to get anywhere it just it's so weird you what you take for granted living here in the u k uh you know going to Walmart took us three hours <laughs> uh, whereas like was that
0: because and... of the crowds at Walmart or
1: <laughs> yeah, I suppose it was and uh, and just the sheer scale of it when I was walking around when I was a kid uh yeah it was it was it's, it must sound weird to like me when I was sort of twelve going and walking through Walmart it was uh Quite an eye-opener. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's we do take it for granted, definitely. Um, but at the same time, I am very lucky, and as are, like like Paul Thompson lives in the, in the lakes, and you know uh, Simon Booth is right next to in the Midlands as well. So we've all got our own stomping grounds, shall we say, that we all tend to stick to because we know them. And I think again, it boils back to if you are doing YouTube, it's being efficient, um, and that does tend to rein you in a little bit when you get decide to get in the car and where you're going to go.
0: You mentioned Paul's name. Um, you two started kind of like a UK chapter of Nature's First. Why? Why do that?
1: I. Well, uh, Paul, Paul's got uh, more of a background in that side, in like park management, and he, that's a big passion of his, uh, and mine's more, I just love being outside. And I must admit, since, since I got a little bit older uh, and having Willow, it's made me think, and obviously photography, being out in nature, a sunrise for me in the woods when it's just me and the birds and, and I've got my I'm bent over a tripod and a deer walks up behind me and startles me not the other way around. They're the special moments and it's just made me want to preserve that It's made me want to promote being responsible when you're out uh, and having just trying to have a little bit more and more knowledge about where you are, what you're walking on or wh- what you might be promoting in the future um, in terms of, you know, like when like Tom Heaton goes out and he doesn't tell people where he is and for, for whatever reason. And I do think that's something that I have sort of grown into. And when the opportunity comes to work with Nature First, uh, although the timing in terms of the COVID hasn't been very good, not been able to go out, um and it is something else for me and Paul to organise am- amongst our busy lives anyway i do think it's something that i've become quite passionate about
0: for you and your photography and i know a lot of the goals and the dreams that you have for it where do you see it going in the next couple of years which is hard to say right now because of COVID and the unpredictability of everything, but let's just pretend that that goes ahead and and wraps up in the next few months.
1: Yeah. Uh, My sort of, my sort of two, I've kind of had, had like a a five year plan. So, but two, yeah, uh, I would say within two years, I would like to be maybe not working five days a week. Um, maybe drop in a day or two of work, um, and really been able to focus on my workshops uh, because I, I just, I love teaching photography. Um, and before COVID, like I said earlier, when I was doing them regularly every week, uh, it's, I found it really exhilarating to sort of help someone, and get that feedback back, that direct feedback. Although the YouTube and things, you do get feedback, but it's not not on the same level. It's um, obviously, <laughs> but it's that instant sort of, and you build relationships with people. And I've met so many good friends. Uh, so yeah, in two years' time, I would like to be doing a dedicated workshops um, every week consistently with the with the intention of going full time within five years uh again that that could be me being too laid back but at the same time i don't want to put too much pressure on myself uh especially with a young family i need to be realistic um so yeah
0: well he's tom peters tom I want to thank you so much for coming on. And and if you want to find more out about Tom, go ahead and check out the show notes for this episode and check out his YouTube channel, Photo Ninja, as well. Tom, thank you so much for coming on and talking with us about photography.
1: Uh, Thanks for having me on. Uh, It's been a real pleasure. and um, Yeah.